0: And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Mark? Yes? I have a crush on you. What a gutless bitch the Hebrew hammer is. What a <laughs> bubblehead. <laughs> head. The X at 105.9. I'm joined now in studio by the constructor and conductor of DKPittsburghSports.com. It's Serbian reactionary Dejan Kovacevic. Uh, Dejan, you were Steelers minicamp today. Uh, did anybody question their freedom or uh, inability to properly express themselves <laughs> today.
1: They did not, Mark, surprisingly. That only works usually in the first couple of days of whether it's a training camp or a mini-camp or whatever it is. Somebody well, today's has only a the statement. second
0: day, but the second last day. Uh, so any any breaking news at all?
1: Uh, no, uh, nothing that I can report. I mean, stuff that we see in practice we're not allowed to talk about. But I, I, I can say that... Uh, uh, the group is in high spirits. Let's put it that way. I think they have their heads screwed on straight as far as understanding. Let's put it this way. Understanding that the window for these guys isn't just closing. It 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 might be about to slam shut, and that particularly applies. Oh, this
0: year might be their last it might best be it. chance. It might
1: be it. And, and when you talk about in particular, I, I view the Steelers' window the same way Ben Roethlisberger does, and it's something he and I talked about today. It's all about the offensive line. It's about Ben and those guys. You can talk about different positions and getting a young guy here or there or whatever. Mark, it takes years to put together, and lots of money too, the kind of offensive line they have. Oh, no, that's
0: their bread and butter, no question. And And if if a guy gets hurt because, you know, Gerald Hawkins already did, they don't have much depth this year.
1: Yeah, and that's why I think and I understand better than ever with some time passing – why Ben Roethlisberger made the remarks that he did regarding Mason Rudolph. It had nothing to do with not wanting to be good to a kid or whatever. It had everything to do with, look, man, look what you just did with that draft pick. This team needs to win now. And I completely see his point of view. Maybe he didn't express it as well as he wanted to initially, but that's what he's thinking.
0: Well, I don't want to backtrack quite that far or even talk that much about the offense. Although we will get to AB and his rant in just a second. But, uh, Vince Williams said something I find intriguing. He expects the team to play 50% man coverage this year. And boy, that's a heck of a transition given all the new faces at defensive back. Then again, maybe that's exactly the time and reason to make that transition. And uh, they're going to play apparently seven DBs by some count in certain situations. So I like that notion. It has to work better than the the, the zone thing. Yeah, right. And to me, it reflects an influence of Tom Bradley who I think is going to be more than just the DB's coach for this team. He's
1: a teacher, is what he is first and foremost. There's nothing... There's Well, and, there's, and a
0: resource when it comes to scheme
1: as well. Yes, and there, but there's nobody, including even a veteran like Joe Hayden that Tom Bradley can't teach. And whenever Vinny talks about the 50% man coverage, I'll get even more specific than that, Mark. I think you're going to see an Artie Burns Island and a Joe Hayden Island. I think you're going to see the safeties in there to support... I think you're going to see single-man coverage like you saw, and boy, this won't be popular, but on Rob Gronkowski. You know, the 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 great hidden truth of the Steelers' loss to the Patriots, because everybody, why didn't they double-cover Gronkowski, is that Sean Davis actually did a great job. He just got no support in terms of bringing him down, in terms of tackling Gronkowski. Davis was all over the guy. If you have these guys capable of covering In isolation, it opens up so many possibilities for the defense. Now, that said, Pat Narduzzi tries the same thing at Pitt, and he doesn't have the players to do it. So the scheme looks good, but it doesn't apply unless you have the performance.
0: What is your take on Antonio Brown and his rant yesterday? I thought it was... 100% One hundred percent gibberish. I thought nothing he said made sense.
1: You know what? That's pretty much where I am with him for, over the last couple of years, Mark. I mean, it's he, he, his stuff. Well, probably I, to a fault. For somebody who's in the news business, I probably should be more locked in on what he's saying. It just goes in one ear and oh, out the other. Oh my God! I don't care at all. Especially I, I, when... honestly, because it doesn't. It it literally does not make sense. And I've kind of reached that point with Le'Veon Bell as well, where. It's not so much with we, w- And it was weird Bell. because
0: most of the media outlets today covered it like it was the Gettysburg Address.
1: Yeah, I, I don't But get like that. I said, it was just gibberish. It doesn't make sense. Now, in Bell's case, Bell is different. Bell's, in the moment, will make sense. But the next day, he'll say the exact opposite yes, thing. It'll yes. also make sense. Well, the thing about what
0: Braun said... You know, he talked about how you guys wrote that I said Bell should be here. Well, that's because you said Bell should be here.
1: Uh, I saw how he couched it. I can also kind of see that point of view if it was coming from somebody who was not as, you know, unusual as this individual. I could actually see that logic. And the stuff
0: about the pressure and the exposure and, 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 you know. Now, that
1: part's ridiculous. Well, right,
0: because he craves that. He seeks it. If you don't like the spotlight, don't seek it. I said today, The the first thing you should do is not do interviews and i go on social media, and then if it still persists this feeling of oppression he has, he should quit.
1: That part... I think he
0: might that, need help, David. I, I really think he might need help. That I part, thought it was a cry for help yesterday. Well, you know
1: what? I, I've said this um, in, in print over the last couple of years that I no longer know who he is. You, you can't deal with him on a one-on-one basis where, without him doing something completely nuts around you. Stuff that doesn't get into print, where you just go, what? Seriously? Uh, so I, I... I Really, honestly, one ear and out the other. I will say this, though. His his remark about Le'Veon Bell, if it came from anyone else, made a lot of sense because he does apply himself, Antonio Brown, being fair here, uh, as hard in terms of actual work as, well, yeah, any, but, but as any two Steelers.
0: By the same token, mind your own business, and Le'Veon Bell has no obligation to be uh, there.
1: You know what? The, if if it's making the team better to have Le'Veon Bell, then then it is his business.
0: No, I disagree. Players... In every sport, have traditionally let another player mind his own business, business in the literal sense. And I don't think A.B. with his 17 mil or whatever he's going to make should have gone there, although I don't think it bothered No,
1: I, I see what you're saying. I think, I, Lev
0: was, I think Lev was too high for it to bother him. Now, uh, I, I want to talk a little bit of Penguins because now that Ovi has won a Stanley Cup, where's he ranked on the all-time list, top players of all time?
1: Um, he's definitely going to make it into the top ten because I think one of the things that you have to do with Ovechkin – is and I think this applies honestly mark independent of the cup I mean you want the cup you want that in there you don't want don't want the it validates a lot of things it does uh, and in his case what it validates more than anything else and I think this is going to be his legacy in addition to being the greatest goal scorer of the generation he's going to be the greatest goal scorer of the Gary Bettman era of the dead puck. Uh, he scored Which
0: might make him the greatest goal scorer of all time.
1: Well actually sounds, I mean, it, 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 if if he
0: gets eight hundred goals in his career, which he might to pull into second, eight oh two gets second, when you look at the area he played, yep. you have to consider him the best goal scorer ever.
1: You will find you'll you'll find metrics to support that his ability to create not just goals, but shots and high quality chances, even though he sits in that same spot on the power play, uh He's still well, and, and able the to same do way, it yeah. five
0: on five almost all the time too.
1: Yeah, it's it's like, and I've actually heard people try to hold that against him, call him a one trick pony. You know what? Jim Brown was a one trick pony too. All he did was run people over. You okay. know, it's just it's his brute force, the hardest working man in show
0: business. No. Oh, the running back. The running back. Okay, that's very different. <laughs> you should really clarify. I met. James, I feel good. I met James Brown. You know, Mr. Brown. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's it's a story I've told too many times there to tell again. But I will anyway later because we have stuff to cover. But I agree with you about Ovi. Can Ovi catch Sid in perception of who's better? What's he have to do to do that? (sighs) Because I don't think he will. I think he can.
1: He won't for the simple reason that these Capitals, and I'm saying this with all due respect, what they did was just tremendous. Well, I think he's won his last cup. They're not wired for some kind of string of cups. They don't have some kind of great farm system. Uh, they could compete they're, for it again because of the way Braden They're Going to lose John played. Carlson, might
0: lose Barry Trotz,
1: and but with you know they're also going to still have a lot of guys, including some of their most important guys. So I think right. they're going to still be competitive. No, very the competitive. idea that he could that he could at his age run up another two or three but, but cups. Let me no. let me
0: let me ask you this: what if what if Ovi wins one more cup? And I don't think he will, but let's mm-hmm. say he does and scores eight hundred and twenty-five goals.
1: Okay, want to be blunt here: yep. the answer to that is. If he'll ever catch Sid, the answer is no and hell no, because Sid has all kinds of other factors working in his favor in the hockey community, not least of which is his massive international success and being Canadian versus the Russian. No question. Okay? That, I mean, let's not pretend that's it's not my, a thing, okay? It's,
0: it's in my column today in the Trib Days so on no question. But 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 my point is is that, uh, is that goals are the most valuable currency in hockey. Yes, and still. That's, that's the one thing Ovi has in his back pocket that he's – He'll end up being the best goal scorer ever, or no worse than number 2.
1: He'll be right up there. I don't know that he's going to supplant Sid. I mean, Sid has done so many things, including being a great goal scorer. We well, you know who the sacrificial lamb is in this discussion. Yeah, I sure do. Gino. Yep, because but, he's 101.
0: Right, because... well, not only, You know, that, well, that that's going to be
1: Exhibit A from
0: now until the end of time. I don't about know the about Canadian that. Canadian versus Russian I don't know, thing. I don't know about that. I think everybody knows that was nonsense, but, but if Ovi gets all those goals now that he's won a cup... I think he'll be remembered as the best Russian NHLer.
1: Um, he'll be I remembered. Think he probably
0: already is. He'll honestly. be
1: he'll be remembered universally as the best Russian NHLer. It'll be more interesting for me to see how Russians actually react to well, that. Don't
0: don't get me wrong. I'd much rather have Sid than Ovi. Obviously, no, but I mean with with Russians, he does everything better than Ovi, and, but score and he's close in that regard. But but in this and Gino, for the same reason. Mm-hmm. But I just know how this is going to go.
1: But with Russians, and and you know this subject really really well, the Valery Harlamov. Uh, people who are devout to him as the well, greatest no, no. Russian said, who ever lived. I said
0: greatest Russian. I know NHL. that.
1: I know that. I said that. That much is going to be a given. Okay. I, I think that's already a given. The question is, you know, meaning over Sergey Fedorov, who would be your, your next highest, or Pavel Bure, uh, but r- greatest Russian of all time. It's going to take some doing.
0: Oh no, so he I'm won't be ha- that. Ha- that's be,
1: because because the Soviet team is still mythical. Well, oh, they just made the movie of four years ago about Harlemov's life, and it was just... I mean, I actually saw it. and It's it fantastic. How did Washington win the Cup? Without, like I said, necessarily a vintage
0: Washington team. Last year's team was better. What did they do to pull this off? Because I, I, I understand tactically what they did. yeah. Personnel-wise, I can't understand how they
1: overachieved. I think there's two aspects to it, Mark. One is that Barry Trotz decided to play the game further up the rink. He looked at his team and said, I have enough speed up front and enough skill on the counterattack to make that count. Think about the goal that Evgeny Kuznetsov scored to beat the Penguins in overtime. It was three guys, including Ovechkin and Kuznetsov himself, coming way back to strip the Penguins of the puck and then flying the other direction, meaning 92, uh, between uh, Chris Letang and, and Brian Dumoulin. Uh, that's the capitals. They decided to play the game at the other end of the rink. The other aspect, and I am telling you i, I there's other people I've talked to in, in the hockey industry who agree with me on this that the the capitals in trots in particular watched and listened. To so the wording that Mike Sullivan and the Penguins were using and beating them those two years about the persistence, about the resiliency, about not getting too emotional, not too high and too low. What were you and I talking about early in that Washington series? They don't look the same. They don't look well, like the Capitals. Well, funny you mention
0: that because I, I had Pierre Maguire on the day after the, the cup was decided. Mm-hmm. And I said to Pierre, I go, Pierre. I kept waiting for Washington's emotions to go over the edge to a negative place like they always have. Never happened. But they never
1: did. Never happened. Not in any round. I'm sure you've seen the amazing statistic that they were like the only the fourth team uh, to come back in four, all four series from a deficit. Uh, the 2009 Penguins did that as well. Uh, that's an amazing accomplishment in and of itself, but it also tells you who they are and how much they changed. Hold be, just hold me alone, Mark. I want
0: to bounce this off you before we wrap up here. Obviously, uh, we will talk about who the Penguins may or may not trade ad nauseum between now and the start of training camp. And even though I wouldn't want to trade either of these guys, here's two guys I could see perhaps being involved in deals because uh, they're desired by other teams and they'd be easy to make a deal with if Jim wants to shake the team Mm -hmm. up. Those are Brian Rust because they got Sprong, Kessel, and Hornquist, all of whom are right-wings, period. Yep. So you have a choice of making Rusty the fourth-line right wing or a not-very-good left wing because he's not very good switching. And the other is Ole Mata because you're not going to trade Dumo. He was your best defenseman. You're not going to trade Letang. Schultz would not have the same value anywhere else that he does here playing behind Latang on the right mm, side.
1: People watched him win a cup as a number one, but okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. so so I think Mata would be – and I, I'm not lobbying to trade either one, especially Mata, but I think are those guys Jim could be persuaded to part
1: with in the right deal. No, there's logic – toward both of those and i i also know from talking to jim that he doesn't want to see guys switching their sides and switching wings uh or on defense as well, much as they now, did not
0: to interrupt mike sullivan thinks that's no problem
1: i understand that but you know that's how you have a you know a great coach and a great gm because they think for themselves I, I i would say that all right but if you don't want the bullets fire if you don't want the gun
0: fired you better trade the bullets
1: yeah remember obviously they have to sign rust as an rfa they will and they will uh but once that happens, yeah, is he one of the guys that might go? Sure. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And I do think that there is room to move people defensively because of the plethora, if you will, of lefties back there, too. You mentioned Rust as a, as a right-handed shot. Uh, it can happen. i tell you this, though. From my conversation with, with Jim Rutherford last week, we talked for a good while. He, he doesn't sound like he's looking for some kind of big move. Um, he he's he's looking for something but, that but kind of a lot spreads of people think he
0: will when it comes push comes to shove.
1: Yeah, but Pierre Maguire thinks he is. I I tell you I can tell you that the the Jim's attitude right now is that what they have can be really good but he's he, clearly to mark he he's not set. Well, I think he's the, not looking at that roster and, the, the, and saying, yeah, and that's move, it. The move could wind up being made in November or February too. It could. I'll tell you one other thing though. Uh, I would not be surprised if the Penguins are at least interested in moving up significantly in the draft.
0: Why do you say that?
1: Because that's what I've heard.
0: But but that would be to get a guy who wouldn't make the team this year.
1: No, it would be to get a guy who would make the team this year. Really? Yes.
0: How far up do you have to move to do that? Top 5. Who's the guy?
1: I don't know. I don't want to make stuff up for you here.
0: Never stop me. <laughs> That's not true. I never do. That's Dejan Kavach. He's brought to you by the Walnut Grill. I'm Mark Madden. Now time to ask Mark anything. 412-333-WXDX.